Good morning and welcome to episode 87 of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you for being here, everyone. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and I like this interview because we talk about beer. Yep, we do. My guest today is Amy England. She's the senior graphic designer at Elysian Brewing. During this episode, we talk about the book that just lit Amy's design fire and passion for design and art. We talk about working with teams and how it can be super encouraging and supporting and sharing ideas and how that all works for her and her crew. We talk about how the outdoors is her way of resetting when she feels a little bit stuck or just needs to get some new ideas or something going. The outdoors is her go-to. We also talk about how to name and how to brand a beer, how they do that internally at Elysian, and it sounds like an awesome idea, an awesome job. Um, We also talk about the differences between working in-house somewhere versus working in a studio where you're looking after multiple brands and the benefits and pros and cons and what Amy prefers on that. That and so much more in this episode. It was a really fun one, so let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Amy England. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field. And we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a quickie? Good morning, Amy. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Super good. Super excited. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Cool. Well, you don't say that yet. We haven't even got into it. <laughs> I hope it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, this could be the worst experience of your life. So. <laughs> um, I want to get right into it. So briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Okay, great. Um, I live in Seattle. I've lived here for about seven years now. And I am a graphic designer at Legion Brewery. Um, and I've been there for about four and a half years. I grew up in the Midwest, um, super small town, have two sisters and a brother, and I love the outdoors. That's really sums me up in a nutshell. Sweet. So was it the outdoors that brought you to the Pacific Northwest? Uh, That was just an added benefit. I didn't really know how much I loved the mountains until I was here. Um, We moved right after college. My boyfriend, now husband, got a job at Boeing. So that's what brought us um, to Seattle. And Uh We told our families that we'd be back in five years or so. And then at year six, we bought a house. And I (laughs) don't know. (laughs) Uh, Seattle feels like home for sure. All right. All signs pointing to you've now settled in Seattle. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Um, And graphic design, when when did that really take off for you? How long have you been doing that for? I I studied design in college. So, um, since I moved out here, I started working at um, a merchandise marketing agency, and then from there, I moved to Elysian. So kind of always has been my career path to be a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Got it. So do you um, work on any freelance projects or a senior designer keeps you busy? 
it keeps me pretty busy. I used to do a ton of freelance um, when I was younger, and that was all I would do when I'd come home after work. And once I started working at Elysian, I was super satisfied with what I was doing there mm -hmm. and just really happy. And that sort of kind of trickled off where I didn't need the freelance to be a creative outlet anymore. And now I spend most of my evenings and weekends in the mountains. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. And because you're at Elysian, you like live and breathe beer and packaging design. Oh, yes. I love beer. Gained about 10 pounds when I first started Elysian. <laughs> <laughs> beer has a lot of calories in it. Just don't ever look that up. Yeah, um, perfect. But it, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And being in Seattle is the perfect place for loving beer. Awesome. So I want to go even further back than the move to Seattle. Um, and I want to ask you about your childhood and what that was like. Do you feel you had a creative childhood that pointed you in this career path? Yeah, I definitely did. Uh, so I grew up in a super small town. And gosh, I think the first time I really realized that I was maybe slightly artistic, I won a coloring contest and I felt pretty awesome about that. <laughs> um, and then as I got older and I continued to take art classes through junior high and high school and uh, turns out I was pretty good at it and, you know, best in my school for um, kind of drawing and painting in those. That's not saying much. I had a very tiny school, but in my head, <laughs> no, in my head, that, it, <laughs> that's what I needed to do with my life. Um, and I didn't really even know what graphic design was, but um, I kind of just really dug in in high school and um, just kind of painted on everything and and anything. And my parents were super supportive and from getting me old furniture to kind of do whatever I wanted with to helping me get all the supplies and that. So definitely had a creative childhood and um, it was awesome. <laughs> so were your parents designers? Was anyone in your family designers that sort of pointed you in this direction or how did you uh, come across um, graphic design? No, absolutely not. Um, my family is definitely creative, uh, but not in their um, career necessarily. No, no full-time artists or anything. I had some extended family. I have some extended family that are very creative. But really, it was just my you know seventeen-year-old self thinking, "Oh, I could be a graphic designer," but not knowing what that meant at all. Mm -hmm. um, and everyone in my family and siblings were really supportive in that, even though they didn't understand it quite either. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so definitely no one in that career path that I was really following just kind of went for it on a whim. Got it. So do you remember the moment that you sort of connected? Oh, that's graphic design. And I'd like to do that. Um, not necessarily. I think that I remember kind of like Googling it when I was younger and trying to figure out what it actually meant. And then um, as I started doing college visits and everything that sort of solidified what it meant to be a graphic designer and kind of the scope of work that you can do and starting to see that in the world. I um, read it a lot as a kid and a teenager and I was super drawn to all the book covers and, and illustrations there. And I think that was probably my first real connection of, okay, this is what design looks like. That's cool. So you kind of learned at that point, you know, all of the things that design touches and influences. Yeah, exactly. Got it. 
So is there one particular design or piece of art or illustration or something that stands out to you as the most influential of your life so far? Yeah, for sure. Um, so going back to this time when I was trying to figure out what I want to do and, and being super interested in art, um, my high school art teacher introduced me to Peter Max and gave me a book about Peter Max. And I just like went down the rabbit hole and was super obsessed. Um, and that is definitely one of the reasons that I kind of continued down the path of art and graphic design. Um, definitely not my style anymore, but I, I can really appreciate that the colorful kind of 60s art and um no that's definitely what drew me in right away awesome and that's always got a place with you then yeah exactly awesome who are some of the designers or brands that you look up to or closely follow now and what about them do you like yeah so for me i think that um it can be super overwhelming to to look on Instagram and Pinterest and we have so many great outlets um, Mm -hmm. and I can list so many great artists that I follow and brands and everything, but sometimes it's just a little bit easier to compare yourself. And I don't really like getting super sucked in in that. So for me, my honestly, my most like influential and people I look up to now are my coworkers that I work with because we can kind of, talk to each other and talk through design and we're able Mm -hmm. to see how each other's brains work. Um, and it's not just seeing a finished product somewhere and being like, Oh man, I could never do that. Um, so that's definitely where I am right now. And just, I have some really great other graphic designers that I work with and definitely the people who I look up to the most. And then it sounds like you have like a really tight knit team where you can bounce ideas off of one another, inspire one another, encourage one another. Yes, for sure. It's it's pretty incredible. Um, I'm uh, we have three full time graphic designers at Elysian, and then um, a full time contract designer and some other contract and freelance designers, and it's just incredible. Um, we all work in a really small area, and we're able to just kind of always bounce back and forth and really include each other. And we all have very different interests and hobbies and design styles. And I think that's what makes it work um, because we're also different. So Mm -hmm. we can kind of help each other and push each other in that sense. So it's not, it ends up not being competitive, but it ends up being really, really uplifting because how you think is so different than the person you're sitting next to. So it's, really unique experience. That's cool. You know, and that really points to how somebody's path um, and passion in the creative field can shape what they're going to produce. You know, even if you're given the same brief that they are, the end result is likely to be totally different. Yeah, completely different. And it's just, it's super interesting when you have a designer working on a project and then you can kind of use these other personalities and strengths to push that designer to go even further um, and kind of think of help them think of things they never would have thought of otherwise and that's how you get to your best end results for sure mm-hmm. definitely one the one that resonates with the most amount of people <clears throat> exactly perfect Um, Amy, I want to ask you a little bit about your process. You might not Mm -hmm. think yours is unique or special or different than anyone else's. Um, but I want to hear about it and I want to hear what you think makes it yours. Yeah. So for me, I would say as far as like sitting down and designing pretty standard. Um, but I think it's where I go for inspiration. As I said, I really like 
<clears throat> really like the outdoors. Mm -hmm. So on the weekends and when I'm feeling uninspired, it's always going outside, climbing mountains, doing that. And for me, that's the kind of biggest part of my process and being able to step away from the computer and step away from kind of what's weighing me down and really be able to let it, let it go and then come back with a fresh mind. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's super how I work. So um, the outdoors is like a refresh or a reset for you. Yes. Um, Cause if once I sit and try to do something and I, I keep, keep beating it down and it just, it never ends up in a great sort of finished product. So for me being able to like take the time to step away is huge and helping me get to the best result possible. Um, I know that that doesn't always work for everybody. Whereas Sometimes I think a lot of people tend to just go through millions of iterations until they find the perfect one. Um, but for me, it's just being able to step away. Mm -hmm. Got it. That's a great one. A lot of um, a lot of the guests that I've spoke to so far have said getting outdoors, um, exercising, you know, moving yeah. your body, pulling yourself away from it, um, really helps sort of clear any clouds that they have in the way. Yeah, being outside is a a powerful, powerful thing. So it's, it's great. And there's so much inspiration you can take from being outdoors from mm -hmm. colors to patterns to anything. So, so what do you, th what do you think it is like about being outdoors that that can do that? Is it, is it just the amount of colors and experiences around you or is it, is it literally just the fresh air and the light? Like, what is it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, but I think it really comes down to just being able to clear your mind. Um, mm -hmm. I have nothing else to stress about rather than just keeping myself alive when I'm outside. Um, <laughs> keeping yourself alive. Yeah, exactly. Especially in the um, Pacific Northwest. I like you black bears, but you keep your yeah. distance. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I do some pretty crazy stuff. So I think it's just when I only focus on that, your brain really relaxes a little bit almost and you're able to let the inspiration in whether rather than trying trying to force it because um, I know myself, especially if I'm just sitting scrolling Instagram or Pinterest or something, um, I just get so overwhelmed and mm -hmm. it's like too much inspiration and it, it can be feels like too much. So this is just a way for my mind to relax and really let um, kind of it happen. And mm -hmm. things that I didn't even know were inspiring, you know, will come back and I'll be working on a project and like, oh, like this color is really standing out to me or this pattern or this shadow or something that's kind of in the back of my mind. So, yeah. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> so the next couple of questions I have for you, Amy, take you down part of your career where you probably made some mistakes, <laughs> learned some lessons. Um, and I want to pull those stories and lessons out for the listeners. Um, what has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? Yeah. So when I first um, moved to Seattle and started as a designer, I was working for um, a marketing agency and we did a lot of promotional merchandise and I worked there for, I think, just over three years around there and um, really loved the people that I was working with, but wasn't super happy with what I was doing. And mm -hmm. for me, that was the hardest part. I didn't really, I was a lot younger. I didn't really understand what I wanted to do. And 
that feeling of just having no idea how to kind of get to the next step um, was definitely the most challenging part and breaking down kind of those walls and figuring out what I liked and didn't like. Um, Mm -hmm. And for me, it was figuring out, well, I was working on a ton of different brands at that point and I just didn't feel any super passionate about all of them. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a few brands that I really liked and other ones that I wasn't super interested in and, and learned pretty quickly that I wanted to do more of an in-house design role so I could really focus on one brand and, and just really dive in. So for me, it was a really challenging time to, to work through all that and figure out what that meant. Cause I just had no idea. And there's so many things that you can do with design and it can be kind of hard to pinpoint where you really fit in. Mm-hmm. So how did you do that work? And like, was it just a process of elimination? Oh, that doesn't make me smile. Oh, that makes me smile. Yeah, a little bit. It took me a long time. It didn't happen overnight, but right. I realized that, okay, here were, I had like two brands that I really enjoyed working on and, and those would be the projects that would get me up and moving every day. And I, I really stood behind what those brands stood for. So mm-hmm. that in turn made me super passionate. And then when I started looking for jobs, I definitely was applying everywhere and anywhere, but I just, the ones that were more in-house were the ones that would get me excited when I was applying. And it was just kind of coming to that realization that, oh, I think I'm definitely someone who wants to be able to stand behind a brand and then solely focus on that. So it was a really great moment to be able to figure that out. Yeah, because I guess in that sort of marketing agency scenario, you're you're pumping out production work. Like, here's the, here's the job. Here's what we need it to do. Produce it now next. Whereas yeah. the in-house gives you an opportunity to not only find a brand that you are connected and aligned with, to do the work for, but you can just dive deeper and, you know, just, um, you know, bury yourself in that brand so that you can execute things that are so brand aligned. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Exactly. And for me, I felt like I was making a, going to be able to make a bigger impact in something that was in house and my strengths and skills really aligned with that. And, and that just fit for me. Um, and it's really exciting to be able to figure that out because there are just, there's so many options out there. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) So Amy, now I'd like you to take us to a story about a specific design or project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. Um, whether it was a, a pitch in the boardroom that just went totally sideways or you ended up with a box that you produced and it did not come out how you intended or, or just a story like that. Um, what was that like? How did that feel? Take us there. Yeah, so when at Allegion, I work on a lot of beer labels, which is the most fun part, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> um, but it can be really hard to get to the final results in getting something that matches the the beer and the beer taste and everything. Um, so it's definitely, I think my biggest challenge and things that I've failed have just been designing for certain beers and it just not going well and then having to switch um, do like complete start over on projects for these labels. Um, and it's happened multiple times and will always continue to happen. Um, 
and I think that that can be super humbling to get really excited about a design and then just realize that it just doesn't match. Mm -hmm. Um, and being able to kind of take a step back and, and look at what you're designing for, what the taste of the beer is, what ingredients are used, um, the color and this, you know, we have a great team that can design super rad shit all day long Mm -hmm. but if it doesn't match the beer then it's not gonna sell um so when you say sorry to cut you off there but so when you say match the beer is there a point where the beer is made and you are sitting there at your computer looking at the design and sipping the beer at the same time trying to connect and see if they resonate with one another exactly that's awesome (laughs) yeah how do i get that job (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Um, yes, exactly. And being able to talk to the brewers and see where kind of their inspiration for the beer came and just really talking on all levels and, you know, how the sales team is going to sell it and really make sure that the everything aligns and it has this really great story. And sometimes as a designer, I can get super into designing something that I think is really cool mm-hmm. and we all can do this and then it just not being right. Um, it, but that's how you get to the best result too, is you have to get rid of all that other stuff in your head. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. So then now <laughs> I'm thinking of like all the Elysian labels and beers I've drank and I'm trying to think of, okay, what led them to do is foil on this one? Is it, the, <laughs> yeah. is it the bright sparks of flavor in here? Like what is, that's cool. That's really yeah. fun. Yeah. So next time you drink an Elysian beer or any beer, I encourage you to just sort of taste and look at the label at the same time. It's really fun. And, and some are so spot on. It's incredible. Um, and, and some are as, um, exact but it's really fun to sort of rank those and see where the inspiration for colors and design and all of that come from that's cool well what is something you're struggling with in your design career right now for me the biggest thing is growth and um just how big Allegiant has gotten it's mm-hmm. been super incredible i've been there for four and a half years now and I um, started as a second designer and then was the only designer for a while. And now we just have a huge marketing team. And it's so incredible. And we're doing just loads more work. But it's definitely been a personal struggle to kind of let go. Whereas um, I used to be super involved in every little thing and kind of had a lot of touch points. And as we've gotten bigger and all just so many more projects and just insane um really learning to kind of take a step back and focus on what i'm doing rather than being in in everything from um sort of all parts of marketing so that's been a really big struggle for me um i i'm super stubborn and i definitely have (laughs) a little bit of like a control freak in me um so let it go and and that growth has been really hard because it's all really good things um just personal struggle Mm -hmm. yeah that would be a challenge just sort of (laughs) seeing this growth thing and being excited about it but at the same time you're like ah what's happening yeah just all so many changes um and Again, all super great things, but that can that can be difficult when you know things change really fast and and kind of adapting to that. It's mm-hmm. people 
people don't always love change. It's hard. Oh, I hear you there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I want to turn this bus around now and tell us about a project that you've been a part of that you're the most proud of, the one that just makes your heart sing. Yeah, so I think my favorite project um, is a beer called Snail Bones. Um, that myself and my coworker Tanya worked on. And for me, it just, it makes my heart sing because it was a hundred percent collaborative effort. Um, Tanya and I, we named the beer together. We, um, I painted this like crazy colorful snail and then she went in and illustrated these like super crazy bones on the snail. And then it has this really great foil treatment on the bones and, and she laid out my corporate Tanya, she laid out the whole label and did all the type. And it was just, it was awesome. We worked together every day, all day on this project. And it was probably one of my first projects that I could really, I really understood how to be super collaborative mm-hmm. and how that could work and how you can like come up with some really great stuff when you work together. And that really opened the door for how our team works now. And, oh, it just makes me so happy um, to see that because you're you're so much better when you work with other designers. And mm. it's just awesome. Okay, I'm looking at the Snail Bones label right now. And it's freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> That's such a great one. Yeah. And the beer's great, too. So if you see it out there, it's in cans now, too. Have a sip. <laughs> See the now if it tastes like, or no, if it makes me think about snails when I drink it, then <laughs> yeah. you know you've landed, Amy. You've done a yeah. you've done a good one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amy, what is one design product, tool, website, or community that you just can't live without? Oh man, I'm gonna have to say a pencil and tracing paper. Um, I, I still like to do a lot of things by hand, mm-hmm. um, and a, a, a blank white crisp page in a sketchbook gives me such high anxiety. So I'm all about the tracing paper cause I can just kind of toss it aside. So there's something mm-hmm. about that. I've always been like that, um, that makes it a little less overwhelming when I jump in and start. <laughs> I love tracing paper. I used to call it onion skin. <laughs> I like that. I'll right? start calling it that. <laughs> there you go. Need a new pack yeah. of onion skin. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Amy, you're at the part of the show for the Ask It Forward question. I have a question for you from my previous guest, and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. You can ask them anything, but I'm not going to tell you who they are. Um, so my previous guest was Jason Hildry. He's a senior designer out of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And he wanted to ask, what do you do when you're stuck and under a deadline? Oh, man, this was going to be my question. So um, (laughs) I guess I'm not so original. Um, For me, I think it's just kind of taking a deep breath and knowing it's going to be okay. We definitely have this saying at work that we just say, it's just beer. It's okay. <laughs> it's just beer. <laughs> like it's just beer. We're we're just trying to make everyone else happy too. So it's gonna be okay. Um, and kind of calming down and ha- saying that in my head really helps if I'm kind of at work and really need to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, if I'm stuck at, and I just I have enough time to step away, it's definitely um, going into the mountains, as I said. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So 
if you're in a spot where you're really stuck, do you just tell your team like, I'm really stuck on this, I need a couple more days and deadlines are flexible? Or is it sort of like you still got to power through? <laughs> still got to power through, um, depending on it on what it is, it might be a little bit more flexible, depending on what part, you know, if a label has got to go to print there pretty quickly or mm-hmm. package. Um, it, it, I don't have a ton of wiggle room. But if you're kind of on your timeline and you're you were wanting to get something like a first draft done or something and you mm-hmm. it's just not coming through um then there's usually a little bit more wiggle room and in that moment we'll all my coworkers and i will get together and just um throw a bunch of words on the on the whiteboard and and work through it together as well um and that's kind of a, a huge part of how we work on the daily um just kind of putting options together and then speaking as a team is really great and they can kind of rearrange how you're thinking um, or be like, Hey, have you thought of this? And that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. So in your team, I'm going to get to your question in a second here, but with your team, do you guys have regular, um, I don't know, call them brain dump sessions where you kind of all get together and just throw everything at a whiteboard? Yes, exactly. So sometimes we name the beers and we do a um, we'll work with the brewers too and we'll just everything up on the whiteboard I mean we've come up with some really weird names <laughs> <laughs> we actually have like a running uh, list of just really random things that happen throughout the day and we'll we'll write it down um, but yeah it, it's super normal to get together and throw options together or if we're designing just kind of um, have everyone vote on different variations and, and kind of talk about what is working and what isn't it's funny you say that about the naming of the beers. Um, my guest from episode 84 um, had uh, Jordan um, from Brethren Design Co. We talked about um, one of the projects that he's the most proud of was doing branding for a brewery. And the one thing he hasn't had a chance to do yet is name some of their beers because <laughs> that's something that you know could be close to the brewer's heart, right? They mm-hmm. got to come up with that. Um, but we were talking about pepperoni porter and <laughs> pizza-themed Beer name. So yeah, you check that one out. Episode 84. Awesome. Yeah. And that's great. <laughs> Amy, what is your ask it forward question? Oh, well, I'm going to have to ask the same thing because I'm not great at thinking on the spot. And this is what I had written down. Um, so just what do you that's do so when you're stuck and you just can't seem to move forward? Okay. I'll ask the next guest. No problem. Great. <laughs> awesome. Amy, you made it to the end. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode, everybody. So the next time you're going to drink a beer, pour a little bit in a glass, look at the label while you're sipping it or while you're tasting it. Does that label match the flavor? Do they do they go together? Do they marry well together? Something interesting to try. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.